Hi, Eric here with RecruitMySport.com, and in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five powerful ways to optimize your recruiting process. Now, tip number one, I would say know the rules. Now, ask anyone who has ever been through the recruiting process, and not one of them will ever say it was an easy experience. The reason it's not an easy experience is because it is a one-sided game where only one group knows all the rules going in. And here's a hint, you as a student athlete or you as a parent are not in that group. So long as you don't know the rules and aren't organized throughout the process, the coaches and recruiters will always have the upper hand in your recruitment. Only by learning the rules and being very diligent can you take the advantage and call many of the shots. Know when you can and cannot be contacted throughout the year. Learn the difference between a contact period, an evaluation period, a quiet period, and a dead period. None of these periods prevent you from reaching out to coaches, sending them your information, providing them updates, but some of them will prevent college coaches from being able to call, email, or recruit you in person. Now, I will get into further detail in future episodes as to the differences between all four of these periods, but just start getting familiar with them. Know what you can and cannot do once you give a verbal commitment and also once you sign your national letter of intent. Discover the difference between an official and an unofficial visit because there is a huge difference in personal expense as well as how that college coach sees you in his or her recruiting. Also, know the rules when it comes to financial aid. Find out what schools in certain divisions can offer in regards to financial aid. Know that when a Division three school tells you that they can't offer a scholarship based on athletic ability, that it's just the beginning of your negotiation, not the end of it. By gathering as much information as possible, you'll know what to expect going in, what questions to ask, and what all you can get from each school. Tip number two, leverage, leverage, leverage. One thing I learned early on in my research was that the more leverage you had, the better offers you received from college coaches. I could not stress this enough with my clients. Again, this goes back to knowing the rules. If you know the rules and can gain some offers quickly, you have all the leverage. You will not be working from a position of weakness throughout this process. The more schools want you, no matter the size, the more coaches from the schools of your choice will want you. Why would a high-level Division I coach have any interest in you if the smaller, more local schools don't even have interest in you? Another thing to consider when it comes to leverage is financial aid. If you can go into a negotiation with a college coach, and believe me, everything is a negotiation, and you already have some financial aid waiting for you in the form of academic scholarships or grants, then the more attractive you will look to those coaches. If coaches below Division I don't have to spend an entire scholarship on you, then it helps them to offer something to another player they may be recruiting. That would certainly give you an upper hand when it comes to negotiating with the coaches and recruiters. When you hold all the cards, you know exactly how to play them. You may never have more of an advantage throughout this process than the colleges do, but by being as prepared as possible, getting as much leverage as you can, you can certainly narrow the gap and you're more likely to receive an offer. Now, tip number three. Build your pyramid throughout the process. One of the first things I always had my clients do was create a list of schools that they might be interested in, no matter how lofty or out of reach the school seemed. Which, by the way, nothing is out of reach until you really get into the process. 
I would tell these kids to compare their list to a pyramid. We want the smaller local schools that they may be interested in on top, and we work our way down to the huge base of the pyramid, which is the dream schools. I always told them that whether they thought they could get in or not, whether they thought they could make the team or not, that was irrelevant. Put them in the base of the pyramid anyway. The reason for this was simple. We wanted to work our way down the pyramid. If we couldn't get past the tip of the pyramid, meaning we couldn't get offers from the smallest of schools in the lower divisions, there probably wasn't much point in going after the bigger schools. Now, this lets you know very quickly where you stand on the recruiting food chain. One of my clients, a football client, had only one offer on the table when he signed on with me. That offer was from a nearby Division I FCS school, which he made clear to me from the beginning he had no interest in going to. I had him start going after some lower-level Division I FBS schools, and he almost immediately started getting offers. This set off a chain reaction, which caused him to start being bombarded with mid- to high-level Division I FBS offers. Now, here was a kid from Houston, Texas, with one lower-level offer to his name, now being offered by Wisconsin, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Nebraska, Michigan State, and about 25 to 30 other major programs in the country. But had he not received that first offer, and the second offer, and the third offer, he may have never caught the attention of the higher-level Division I schools. Of course, once he started receiving all these other offers, I had him contact the first school, the, the very first school that offered him, and I had him let them know that he would not be accepting their offer. Remember, always use good ethics throughout this process. So start small, start at the tip of your pyramid, and work your way down. You may be surprised at how many offers you end up receiving. Tip number three, well, I'm sorry, tip number four is to do the one thing no other recruit is doing. After seeing hundreds and thousands of high school athletes doing the same things over and over again, I came up with an idea that would make an athlete stand out from the crowd. Now, most athletes put together a highlight film and sent that out to coaches or they paid recruiting services thousands of dollars to put their film on a website with thousands of other players with the promise that college coaches would come looking for it. Now, once you realize how bogus of a claim this is, you will thank me for saving you a lot of money. My solution was simple. Why pay a recruiting service thousands of dollars to put your film and stats on a website that may or may not get seen when you can do it yourself and be the only athlete on the site and hand deliver it, well, email deliver it actually, to any college coach or recruiter you want. I encourage all my clients to create their own website on a WordPress page. For $50 to $100 or even free if you don't want a domain name, you can create your own WordPress site where you can upload your own videos, your stats, news clippings, and you can even have your own blog where you document your academic and athletic journey. By doing this, it becomes your one-stop shop for everything about you. It becomes your student-athlete resume, your game film headquarters, and everything else in between all in one place. The best part is, if you pay a few bucks to register a domain name, which is not required, you can do a whole WordPress.com site for free, then you essentially brand yourself through your own website. I mean, think of JoeSmith.com or um, JohnnyJohnson.com. You know, you then send the link to your website to all the college coaches and recruiters on your pyramid, and they have instant and easy access to you. All you have to do is update it each week, send the recruiter an email letting them know you've updated it, because 
If I were a college coach or a college recruiter and I had a kid send me their personal website that had everything I needed to see on it and it was being updated regularly, I would greatly appreciate the respect for my time and would probably visit that site every week if I had already had some interest in that player to begin with. Every one of these coaches are extremely busy the entire year, so the more you can save them time, the happier they are. And setting up WordPress sites are not difficult at all. They can be done in about an hour, even if you have zero knowledge of website building. Doing this will make you stand out from every other athlete, especially the needle in a haystack approach of these overpriced recruiting services. Now, tip number five, my final tip for today. Thank everyone. Remember when mom always told you to say thank you when anyone gave you something? Well, the same rule applies to your recruiting process. Never underestimate the power of good manners and respect. Keep this one thing in mind. No matter how great of an athlete you may be or how great of an athlete you may think you are, you need those schools a lot more than they need you. It doesn't matter who you deal with at any point throughout the recruiting process. You thank everyone. If a coach emails you, follow it up with a thank you email. If a coach or a recruiter calls you, you send them an email right afterwards thanking them for their time. If you speak to a financial aid advisor or a counselor, find their email address on the school's website and send them a thank you email within 24 hours. Show respect to everyone you come in contact with during the process because you never know who might be the one making the final decision and whether you get offered or not. Also, whether it is part of your vocabulary or not, you always address the person you're dealing with as sir or ma'am. Doing this shows maturity and respect and that's what you want to be remembered for by everyone. It may seem like nothing. It may seem like a very little thing. But I assure you that showing these coaches, recruiters, counselors, and financial aid people that you have manners and that you're willing to show respect, this will go a long way in your recruitment. Now, there are many other tips to optimizing the recruiting process, and I'm going to get into those in future episodes. But these are some major ones to adhere to. I advise every student athlete to follow this list. If you have any questions on anything I've covered here, please leave a comment below or send me an email at eric, E-R-I-C, at recruitmysport.com and I will answer anything and everything I possibly can for you. If you would like my free student-athlete resume template, email me at eric at recruitmysport.com and I will send that out to you. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode and I will be back tomorrow with another episode of Recruit My Sport. And remember, go to RecruitMySport.com and keep up with the daily blog. You can find my podcast. You can find my YouTube videos. Again, I thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you tomorrow.